I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I just called to say, I, do you know what? I think that is just up to 90 all over. We're starting with a yawn. Welcome to Sorry. 90. Sorry. High energy. I'm actually being... grand. You know, there are sometimes, but sometimes you do just yawn because it's not to do with tiredness. It's to do the with... company. Yeah. Well, I was going to say oxygen levels, but yeah, we can go with the company. How are you? Tell me what you were doing yesterday, please. So yesterday I went to Cork. I was doing, um, I was doing an Irish thing. Asquilga and all the rest. So I went down to the lovely Cork, big fan of Cork. Um, it was so nice to be in a city. Do you know, it's just been so long. Yeah. Um, was this for TG Carr? Was it? It was not. It was for RTE. Um, but oh, do you know what? I think I no. Well, it was just now one soft little episode. They're doing a documentary series, um, and they asked me to just do like a few minutes on it or whatever. But they were so so nice. But sure, I felt like such an Egypt Emma because I didn't do a Google on your man who'd gotten in touch about doing it, and she was only when I was having a chat with him before, and I was like, oh my god, he's done so much. So it was one of those things. Maybe I was better off not oh. doing a Google. You know, you go you down and you're. You didn't know you should have been brown nosing from the start. Is that what you're saying? Oh, really should have been lick arsing from the top. So zero lick arsing happening. And then he was talking about a documentary he did, Oscar on Philip Carnes. I was like, hang on a minute. Because, of course, I had watched that in preparation for our crime land on Philip Carnes. So I yeah. had this moment of. So I ran to the loo and did a quick Google and I was like, Julie, you should have been saying the second you saw this man, you should have been, you should have been flirting from the second you met him. But it was great. A lot of fun um, talking about love, which is something I'm quite an expert on. I'm sure we'll all agree. And was asked the big question, what is love? And I wasn't sure how to respond. What do you think love is? Uh, well, it's, what is it? It's, it's like a rose, isn't it? Okay, okay, seal. Uh, some people, some people say it's like a hunger. A hunger, yeah. I love the way you know, most people, if I ask them what so is love, they would love. define it as something positive. But Emma's like, I think you could describe it as a bit of a hunger. It's a song, isn't it? Some say love. It is. It is a river. Just 
some shite uh, Massey song. I think it's a Mass song. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Mass had some bangers. Oh my God. I was in a choir when you I was know, 10 right. or 11. We had some great tunes and like, I'm not talk. I'm talking about ones you've never heard of, right? And we made... Hang on, hang on. Let's see how I never heard them. Challenge okay. accepted. Are you ready? Go. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. Never heard of that. We had a big, huge booklet of songs. We used to learn loads of songs. And I'm pretty sure we... <laughs> Sorry, this is a fucking exclusive. I'm pretty sure we put down tracks. We made an album in uh, the school hall. And I think we we had one day in some sort of recording studio somewhere. I don't know, listener, get in touch if you were in that choir down in Ballyrown Parish. And um, don't think any of us actually got a copy of this fucking album. But it was good times anyway. And that was... That was how it all started for me. Well, well, it was, but my first break was the joke box. But anyway, the singing career was short lived, but it was enjoyable. You know what I mean? That was my uh, uh, Mickey Mouse Club. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, and you, of course. But I mean, that was quite a big deal. So you were recording tracks left, right, and centre. You were on yeah. Ortiz's joke box. You were destined for stardom. Like none yeah. of none of the success that you have enjoyed none of this comes as a surprise for me because you were just set up for fame yeah pretty much <laughs> pretty much I don't know why I just remember that choir thing now that's fucking bizarre but uh you know I'm we, surprised we have you tunes. haven't mentioned the choir before I, I honestly don't know I think it just came out of did my brain happen? there for some reason no, it did. It definitely did. Because what happened was uh, Sarah, big shout out to Sarah Hampton was in it, a few other heads. And um, what happened was Sarah Harmon had kind of started her career off doing a bit of altar serving. And she was putting this, she liked the soft sell on to me. And in, in fairness, now I was inquire, inquiring about it. And she was like, you get a few quid if it's like, you know, a wedding or a christening or something like that and she also said that uh, you know they, the odd time I assume like at Easter like you know the big the big bits they'd go like to bowling they go bowling and quasar I don't know if they did the quasar do you remember when we all had to pretend that we were into bowling and quasar there was always, do you know what there was always a young priest who wanted to take you to quasar I don't know now yeah I don't know if they did the quasar with them but they went bowling anyway and they got a bit of food and uh, I was like oh yeah but I didn't I didn't sign up for the ultra servant I don't think that would have gone down too well at home obviously well my mom isn't churchy but my dad liked the old church but I think even he'd be like you'd want to fucking not be getting into the altar serving um so yeah but anyway, she kind of put me on to like that there was shit going down at the church. You know what I mean? There was stuff happening. Yeah. Um, there was, was a bit of activity. You know, like basically for me, it was somewhere on the Sunday to have to go with your parallel pants and your cork, you know, little like the tiny little heel on the boots. It was somewhere to kind of yeah. get a new audience for them. 
Were you never in a choir, a church choir? In the no. So we've talked about this confirmation choir. I was the only hearing child not oh, in the yeah. confirmation choir. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do think mass was definitely a time when, yeah, you could throw on the parallel pants. Uh, if like Saturday night mass, that was a time for spotting for sure. Yeah, you see, like we only. My, so my mom didn't go to mass at all and if she did it might be for like a mass for somebody who died or whatever like I'm obviously she went to the funerals and all this but you know like a month's mind or whatever it's hard, yeah it's hard to get your mickey mouse on at a month's mind yeah but she wouldn't go and get communion so I used to go to mass with my dad and then as we got older we were like we still had to go to mass but we were allowed to go to mass on our own so you could like hang down the back and just yeah and you could leave after out. communion yeah that always left, made you that feel like cool. a real rebel that was that was cool and uh yeah I don't know why the fuck he was so adamant about us going to mass I suppose it was just that thing of having grown up in the cult of catholic church he probably thought it was a good idea for us to go and do that but I'm not sure exactly when that all came to a halt I don't know, maybe 16. I'd say the old teenage pregnancy probably put a bit of a spanner in the works, but I think it was before that. Maybe that's why I got pregnant. I don't know. Because I stopped receiving uh, Christ. I don't know. I know. You did start receiving something else. Well, hey! Yeah. And I don't think it was about, uh, you know, misuse of contraception. I think it was about that. I wasn't receiving the Holy Spirit. I think that's probably what it was. So, uh, yeah, my granny was my dad's mom used to go to mass every single day she was mad for she was fucking mad for mass like mad for it every day every single day imagine that I mean that's like you know you've got a problem if you're going to mass every day she had a problem she didn't smoke she didn't drink and you know what the odd drink would have sorted her out she would have just got oh I'm not getting up for that mass now and it just would have, do you know what I mean? Like I know drink is, there's a lot of negatives, but there's a lot of positives too. And I think maybe not drink, maybe if she just had the odd spliff, I think I just would have fucking chilled her out. And she would have just realized that like, maybe like if I just got out in nature and connected with the world that way, rather than baiting it up to the church every day. Yeah. Like she'd have a mass a day at least. Wow. You know what they say, a mass a day keeps Satan away. I think my favourite mass tune was definitely Be Not Afraid. Yeah, it's a good one. Absolute banger. Be not afraid. Don't leave me hanging. How was that not how was that not remixed into dance track? Yeah, I don't know. I will give you rep. I used to always kind of orchestrate it so I'd be standing near the person I fancied so I could shake hands with them at the mm. sign of peace. Good that, was times. Always t- that was always the top tip. Um, yeah, so we had a great day in Cork yesterday and my poor mother, you heard how I lost my keys. So <sighs> mom had a spare key. Um, so my mom and dad currently up in Kildare, of course. They had to meet my mom had to meet me in Limerick to give me the spare car key because I've the old NCT 
this week. So I had to get the car key. Really? That's kinda, well, that's kind of first, I suppose that's the first hurdle in an NCG. They ask if you have a car key. Um, mm. I like you don't want to fail that one. So I met mom in a dare and got the car key. And yesterday I found the car the the keys. Guess where they were? Is in, in the, Ted's buggy or something. In the door. Oh, for fuck's sake. I know, I know, my poor mother. I know. But she was delighted to see Ted. So we took Ted. Ah, yeah, of course. Ride. Yeah. So it was actually nice in a way. Um, so yeah, because we're going off to Kells today to see Fred's parents because they're both nice. fully vaccinated. Yeah. So it's got I think it'd probably be a bit emotional for Fred, I'd imagine, because you know the way they haven't they haven't got to hang with Ted. So it'll be nice for them for sure. And yeah. for them to all hang out. Yeah, it'll be great. But deadly. So it was just when you said NCT, I'm surprised you got a date for yours. Because like, geez, mine was due ages ago. But like, there's no chance of that happening anytime soon. Like, in fairness, it wouldn't be happening anytime soon anyway. But um, because let's face it, if you look, if you have the tax and insurance, you will be grand. The guards aren't going to go mad about the well, NCT. Well, you know, a friend well, of mine. Well, they hate you, but... <laughs> Hey, that's they're probably always stopping you. Of, they're always stopping me, but that's usually because my exhaust pipe is hanging off, etc. Um, no, they. I. I have, a, I have a lot of growl for the guards. I know we've covered this ground before, but it, well, a friend of mine had a terrible experience where she was followed, sirens blazing because her tax was out. Well, that's what I just said. I said, "Have your tax and insurance done? Don't worry about your NCT." Did you see about Chrissy Teigen? No, what's she up to now? Well, I just was curious because you had pointed this out a few weeks ago when we, I think we touched upon Chrissy Teigen and I said something relatively innocuous like, I don't, yeah, I don't think she's that bad. I'm quite fond of Chrissy or something to that effect. But I would liken it to when I went through a phase as a child and I would tell people I supported Man United and then people would ask me to name a player and I'd be like... (laughs) Hang on a minute. What is this? The Spanish interrogation? How, how dare you? How, how dare you? dare you? That's my business, who a player <laughs> is. That's my business, just so you know. Um, like, obviously, I made this general sweeping statement with no information whatsoever. And then you pointed out that she had been quite mean to Courtney Stodden. Yeah. So the tweets, the old tweets have since been resurrected um, um, and they're pretty bad. So Courtney Stone, really? she said in this interview with the Daily Beast that um, that um, Christy had actually told her that she should kill herself and that she'd be, now hang on, I have this here. Oh yeah. Um, my Friday fantasy, you, dirt nap, mm, baby. Now, I, did you know what a dirt nap was? No, what's a dirt nap? So I thought a dirt nap was when you went for a nap, but you didn't take your mascara off. But it turns mm-hmm. out it's like referring to death. And then Courtney Stodden talked about the fact that she had messaged her telling her that she would be happy when she died and that she hated her, etc. So people were doing the maths on it and saying that at the time, Chrissy was 26 and Courtney was 16. Um, and that this was fairly fairly gross because obviously you know I mean to say that to anyone but especially a 16 year old is 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 pretty yeah. bad so Chrissy was trending on Twitter um, oh, as, okay. of, as of last night yeah 
Yeah, because of what I like, I I I saw a couple of uh, videos about it and articles, and like, obviously, you know, everyone can have an opinion about somebody, and you know, if you have an opinion about somebody in the public eye, and you're like, she's a fucking melt, or you know, God, would she ever fuck off or whatever. You know, I suppose it's, it it comes across as quite negative, but that's one thing. But I, what she was doing was she was fucking trolling. She was bullying her. Like that's a that's a different. Thing. Oh yeah, well it was harass. It felt like harassment. Har- yeah, to totally. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I happened upon and like obviously, you know, you don't want to be, um, you don't want to be slamming the woman completely. But I think it's hard to excuse that kind of behavior. To be honest, I just can't imagine yeah. anyone in my life that I, you know, that I'm friendly with or, you know, that I have any respect for whatsoever actually engaging in that kind of behavior. It's just insane. And then somebody actually shared um, this video and I do hate an El Pylon, but I thought it was kind of funny within that context where John Legend is that, have you seen this where he's on the Zoom call with um with Jennifer Aniston and Julia Roberts and like a load of other people and Chrissy Teigen happens upon him and she's in the background and she's like hey I'm just hanging with the house blah 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 um I, I'm just chilling in the house and Julia Roberts is like is that what you wear when you're just chilling in the house that's what I wear to like an Oscars brunch and I was kind of cringing for Chrissy that is bad it's actually it's a real um it's a real thing, like it's real passive aggressive. Passive like, aggressive of Julia Roberts, to be honest. I was surprised. No, that's she what I mean. Fired. That's what I mean. And it, it's like men do it as well, but I think women are they get a degree in it by the time like they're four. Because you know the way lots of times we've talked about on the old audios, you'd say something to himself about something. They're like, I don't see a problem. And you're like, you don't get the subtlety of this. Like I remember when I was in college I think it was me and Martha maybe it was like there was three of us that hung out like obviously we all hung out but there was three of us that were like you know the palsies and it was me Martha and Ashing. and when we went to college every day we would be like we were probably like the only ones that took it very like took it like seriously if you know what I mean like obviously I did because my mom was at home my Janella and they were just like they just, I don't know why they took it seriously. They probably look back and say that was a fucking waste of time. But anyway, we would always go to college and we would be like, we would get ready, you know, get ready in the morning and then go to college. And I remember a girl saying to us like, like, God, she's like, always have makeup on. And you know me, like I wouldn't be wearing like mad heavy makeup or anything, but she was like, oh, you, oh like you always have makeup on. Such a dig, such a such dig. Such a fucking dig. And I said to her, I said, well, I, I was like, by the time I get to college I was like I've already been up for fucking hours as I like getting Ella ready so hmm. and then she's like oh yeah yeah I suppose but it was it was a dig it was basically like and all we were doing was like fucking having showers putting on clothes and like you know putting like you know everyday effort into our appearance but it was real it was pure fucking dig it was like oh Look at you fucking swanning in here. Like you swear we were going in with fucking like full face, the lashes, boob tubes, the whole shebang. And even if we were so fucking what, you stupid bitch. But, but the good news the is you're time. over it, which is, yeah, which is, you know <laughs> what I mean? No, it is. There's always I've done it myself, that. not about the makeup, but I've done it. Like, obviously we've all done it to people where you've said something like, oh, do you? Oh, okay. No, no, 
like, no, it's just, no, 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 nothing, nothing. No, we've all. And it was but funny. It's a dig. Because, it's a yeah, dig. It is a dig. And it's, it's not funny. to draw attention to, but it's. It's, yeah, I thought that was kind of, I did cringe for Chrissy on that one, but um, she's obviously. It is cringe. Well, it's like the thing... now at the moment with the, with these. I mean, that whole, I know we have touched upon Courtney Stodden before, but like the whole situation, it's insane to me that she was such media fodder for so long. Um, It's very sad. And it's so recent. You know, you'd be talking yeah. about Monica Lewinsky um, being, you know, um, being shamed in the 90s but sure this is like so recent again it's ridiculous well like obviously when uh Courtney came out and we were were we teenagers or early 20s probably early 20s were we I I'd remember 20s, we, yeah yeah I remember we were all just like what the fuck is the story um but the majority of it was aimed towards her. Like, we don't get me wrong. We were all like, what the fuck is the story with Doug? But for her, we were just like, what is going on? Because do you remember, like, in the early interviews with Doug, she was literally going around the place, like, as if she was sitting on a fucking vibrator. It was just insane. You know, like, she just used, just the way she used to be, she couldn't sit still. She was constantly just, like, fucking touching him, just like, <laughs> like as if she was fucking getting aroused or whatever. It was all insane. But even at that time, when we're like, obviously, we're just like fucking all these ones living in Ireland. Now we'd be fucking writing shit online to one. Or like, there was an element, like, obviously, we're all, you know, learning and growing and whatever. And if it, ha- it wouldn't fucking happen now. But even at, at that time, I think we were all like, there was still that element of like, Jesus, I hope she's okay. And like, what her mom and dad fucking allowed this like they saw they obviously had to sign marriage certificate or whatever way it fucking works but like Chrissy Which was, was the like mom was mad after what was it? the mom was the oh, one who was mad after Doug and living vicariously yeah. through um her daughter it was just so but like Chrissy like awful. obviously 26 was fucking well set up by that stage she'd gone through modeling like she'd gone through the fucking industry so she'd probably seen a fucking lot of shit herself or gone through a lot of shit herself at that point but I'm not sticking up for her but at the same time you know there definitely has to be an element there of that she was a product of her environment so she obviously must have experienced getting vilified for something. So she was like, well, if I got, you know, vilified for doing this or punished for doing that, it's that thing of, well, like she has to be as well, because that's how it works. And that helps me deal with what happened to me. Yeah. You know, like female misogyny, like that's what it's about or you like you know like oh but sure we all there was have... all these like female trump supporters it's because yeah, that we... they have bought they have bought into that system as well because that's what they've been taught so I mean, if that all... falls apart what the fuck is going on what is my belief system what was it all fucking for all I know. the shite that I had to put up with what the fuck did I do it for if I'm not going to get rewarded for it so and like not to stick up for her, but there's obviously a huge element of that. But like, has she not? She she's never actually fucking apologized to the woman, has she? I don't think so. I don't think you so. See, no. Well, then I mean that's. I that think needs a lot, to be addressed. I a, yeah, I think a lot can be forgiven when people are genuinely contrite, especially when it comes to 
you know, the likes of Twitter, et cetera. But I do feel it did kind of feel like a bit sustained just looking at the tweets yeah. and it is hard. You know, somebody can throw actually Shane Clifford um, was talking about this week about um, a, I think a, a, a girl in her early 20s made you know, a not very, a not very nice and a not very funny joke either about um, homeless people um, vaccinating themselves or whatever, you know, and obviously it was a bit off, you know, I mean, not particularly funny, but she then got completely destroyed on Twitter. And Shane made the point that like, okay, the joke is quite hack. A lot of people may have made this joke previously there's nothing new in this joke but also we are just effectively pining on somebody in their early 20s but I think the difference here is based on the tweets now that I've seen and you're presuming they're legitimate but maybe they're not it just did feel a bit sustained and that's the problem with misogyny is that we all have sure like we're all just onions constantly revealing another layer of internalized misogyny and I definitely think there's an element of it's kind of like I know this maybe is a funny analogy to make, but, you know, people are give, always giving out about the housing problem and the housing crisis. But then the second people get a gaff, they care less about it because they're not as invested. So they kind of have this attitude of, well, yes, I know it's, you know, it's really tough out there. But look, I just I played the game and I got my gaff and that's what you should do. So I think it's the same mentality when it comes to misogyny, because you kind of think, yeah, it's shit and yeah, it's crap. But look, I played the game and that's what you should do. And there is there is an element of that always. And then, as you say, oh, yeah. Emma, people kind of grasping. I suppose you want to kind of I suppose you want to believe um, you want to believe in the system because you've been part of it for so long. So to accept yeah. that this is actually really fecked up, the whole thing is messed up, is to unravel the entire narrative, which is a bit scary in itself. Yeah. And do you know what? It, just as you were saying that there it reminded me. So um, when I um, had Ella, I remember my dad saying to me, oh, like, so you, you you can get loan parents allowance. And I didn't know that I would be eligible for that or whatever. So I fucking signed up and they come out to your gaff to fucking ask you questions and check up. But obviously it was very clear in my situation that or as just a fucking teenager living with my parents, but other people, they'd be checking to see if they actually are living with their partner or what their setup is or whatever, right? So anyway, blah, blah, blah. I go on to college and go, like, you know, work various places or whatever. But the amount of times that I have been in conversations with people about single mothers getting houses and fucking scamming the system and the whole shebang, and I would then have to remind them that you know and Ella may have been there fucking running around I would have to remind them um hello I am one of those single mothers you're referring to and they'd say things like you know the general gist of it would be oh like no no I'm not talking about you so they had an idea in their head for this uh, imaginary character who in their mind was a single mother who worked the system was fucking getting money left right and center not paying tax getting all her allowances getting these fucking amazing gaffes or whatever and her life was fucking absolutely peachy obviously there are people that 
uh, work the system. And to be honest, anyone I know now who's getting cash in hand and is getting something or anyone who I've known who has done that, it's been for a period of time to get them out of a hole. And I'd be like, fucking fair play to them because the system isn't designed in such a way that you just get just enough to keep you off the poverty line. It is not enough that, you know, these like, oh, he's fucking on the dole and here he is fucking in his Lamborghini or whatever. If people are doing things that aren't legal or criminal, the last thing they want to do is be getting fucking allowances to be on the system and to draw attention to themselves. But yeah, it's like, you're not, you're not we're all, we're all guilty of this. We're all guilty yeah. of this. Or people talk about like social housing um, but then it's a case of like, but I don't fucking, I want that in an imaginary place, not near me, but for social housing to actually work and be beneficial, it needs to be integrated into all different types sure, of housing of and be in, you know, an area where, where they have amenities and all the fucking rest of it. But we are all like, we all have these, you know, prejudices in our minds, whatever. And <clears throat> I think, you know, as long as you try and like learn from them and if you need to apologize people apologize for people or whatever like obviously I don't have the same opinions about shit or whatever as I did when I was 26 like fucking Chrissy but she should just fucking apologize to them. like or even the way Sarah Silverman did with Paris Hilton yeah you know like she just apologized I thought that was, and yeah I thought and that I was thought nice and at first, I don't think she actually had to apologize because it was, you know, the fact that it was comedy or stand up kind of gives you a bit of a license. But I thought it was and it was it was again that thing of like, I know, obviously, there's been the Paris documentary and stuff, but like. It, it's not always a case of the person has to be a whiter than white person because none of us are whiter than white. We're all multifaceted fucking human beings and like Courtney I'm sure Courtney is not a fucking like she's not whiter than white because she's a fucking living breathing human being so yeah. you know Chrissy may look at her and say oh she, you know I don't need to apologize to her she's not fucking Julia Roberts or Jennifer Aniston or whatever but like you know it doesn't fucking really matter Ben Affleck and Jennifer it's on J-Lo. I know. I saw that ben, the other day, Jennifer. and I was like, I feel like I have to apologize to Julie because I just completely fucking wrote it off, didn't I? Although, let's see. Let's just wait and see. Let's see where we're at at Christmas. You know what I'm saying? If yeah, if it's well, still on a Christmas. But you know, it's I saw a picture of them, and somebody I don't know where I saw, but somebody made a comment of like Jesus. He already looks. <laughs> more attractive <laughs> he fucking does he fucking did what is it about when men like it's terrible but when they're beside attractive women they instantly look more attractive it was it was actually I think it was a tweet I wish I knew who it was but it was something like I'd well, say you that know phoenix, that phoenix tattoo is just like disappearing off his back like the photograph and back to the future <laughs> do you know what I mean like <laughs> It was actually pretty funny. But well, he's definitely signed to them up. Yeah, no, he did. But you know, before they left the gap, Jennifer was like, like Why a bit of him? Yeah. And I was like, No, no. And then I'm like, Fuck, he's not looking too bad. 
He's not. He's looking well. But you know, before he left the calf, Jennifer was like, why didn't you wear this jacket? Like, you know, Jennifer yeah. just do it all very cleverly. Like before he knew it, she has completely changed his outfit, dispensed with the can of Coke. And he's looking, he's looking good. And Jennifer is the kind of woman who knows the exact right amount of stubble. You know, like there's a very fine yeah. line. Like, don't get wrong. Like, I'm a fan of stubble either way. I love beards. Like, anything. I'm all, like, the real thing that I want Jane to grow someday, and like he will, but I want, like, the 70s, like, handlebar moustache. And, I mean, let's not even go into that. That's a fucking can of worms. But she knows how to, like, but male grooming, it, it, it actually takes so fucking little to be, like, do you know the way even, like, when you go to a wedding and, like, the fellas put on the aftershave and a suit and all the girls are like oh my god like fucking wee. look at him the little ride and he's literally just put on a suit and had a wash like, yeah well it. I it is yeah it's the wash factor isn't it you're and you're over there and you're after fucking, for me you're after like power blasting your fucking holes Oh. you know what I mean being in prep for like four months for this fucking wedding I know you you're wearing it you're wearing you're a like, maxi, oh. yeah. You're wearing a maxi dress, and you go for the spray tan, and you're like, "Well, look, I'm wearing a maxi dress, so maybe I should tan my boobs as well, just as Kate, uh, just in case." <laughs> like none of it makes any sense. It doesn't. None of it makes any fucking sense. Yeah. Or you're oh. like, yeah, I my skirt. It's actually down to my knees, so I'm gonna need a full Hollywood if that's okay. Like it's just. Oh my god! And you know what I'm looking forward to? Like the fucking the feet. Do you remember the feet at a wedding or a night out? Like I don't do it as much as I obviously did back in the day. But fuck me, your feet would be. You know what you'd say to the fella like you'd say my feet are killing me like we need to leave immediately they'd be just like oh her feet are sore like they've no idea none none like your I feet know, are basically have a fucking like it's like your feet have a fucking severe migraine that is the only way <laughs> yeah I know I you're walking along like what was the name of that dinosaur that would be walking on the you know the two hind legs like, you're walking a, around like a, a t-rex yeah, or a T-Rex. You know the it's, way you take off? Did you ever take off the shoe early on in the night well, on the table and you think you're that's doing a rookie right error. and you go, to put a, you go to put it back on? And you've got and a you club like foot. <laughs> you're fucking getting married. I know we said it last week, but oh, now stop. it's like, it's a bidding war between RSVP and Exclusive. VIP. Exclusive. I know it was kind of funny. I it's gas because I did that lovely interview with Gas. The get the old Gossies um did an interview yes. with the lovely Sophie. But I did have to laugh because obviously the headline exclusive it does suggest that people were vying for this information. Which but it is, is exclusive. How did Sophie find out about this? Um, well, we had a chat. She gave me a bell. We had a chat. And it, it's funny because then you actually click into the article and just I, the word I would use is inane. I know we said last oh. week kind of Ben Affleck is synonymous with underwhelming in terms of his cinematic career. I still think he's he's pretty writable. Um, but it was it's it's an underwhelming article purely because I give no information. Well, there is nothing to say. It's just me saying, yeah, we're just going to keep it family. 
we might have we'll probably have Ted there if we can't get childcare and we're just going to do a lunch and be done by three like that's the information like the exclusive is uh we might we're thinking about getting rings like that's what we're thinking about getting okay yeah so it's just family it's a legal thing it's a lunch Emma's just you know belting out a few tunes in her parallel pants As my dad would say, she's amazing, isn't she? Her colouring, her colouring. Um, yeah, so I'm quite, I don't know, I, do you know what? I just feel, I feel quite heartened about J-Lo and Ben having a little fling in the mountains because I just think the millennium is back. I'm loving it. Yeah, why not? I dusted, I, I dusted it off the turquoise eyeshadow and it's happening. It's on. I'm getting, I'm getting the belts back out. I've belts there that I've kept for a rainy day and they're coming back now. Because back in the day, you'd say, is that girl, does she have a tiny waist or does she just have a huge belt? Thank you, Sienna Miller. Do you remember Sienna Miller got us into those gladiator belts and the cowboy boots? I'm going to wear that. I think I'm going to ease myself in and I'm going to layer, I think, three string tops. And then next week, I'll add a fourth and, you know, hopefully by Halloween, I'll be wearing 12 string string tops layered. And I'll have, oh, my God, you know what I saw the other day? So Jerry put up a thing that uh, her debut single, Look at Me, Look at Me, was Mm. 22 years old. No, Emma. Yeah, I went to have a look at the video on YouTube because, you know, it's a pretty iconic music video. And, you know, the bit where like Jerry goes into the into the coffin, like, you know, uh, Ginger Spice is dead or whatever. And then anyway, I saw her performance on Top of the Pops and she was like she had the blonde hair, the long blonde hair. She was wearing all black. And then she had one of those slouchy um, Valero cardigans the pink one and I was like oh my god do you remember them what the yeah, boleros <laughs> they were some but else, you know what they? and you'd have I about just, 20 of them you had about 20 of them but you know what yeah. I think there was a place for a bolero because I yeah. just if, if you asked me what body part would I be most reticent in exposing it would be my arms what is it with Irish women and the discomfort they feel about their own arms I think it's just because they never have for like 11 and a half months of the year, their arms have no exposure to natural daylight. And it's just a scary thing for them to be let out into the wild because they just don't experience. That's not what they were made for. They were made for knitting iron sweaters and digging fields and hooping potatoes on the back yeah and hooping children up onto your hip that's what the Irish woman's arms were made for they weren't made for little summery tops it's just not I can remember I can remember being there for I remember being stopped in the street. <clears throat> well, I was with a girl a friend of mine who was stopped in the street for I think it was you magazine style oh, um, yeah. but I mean but it, <laughs> she was probably wearing a bolero let's face it it was 2004 she's um, probably, on you, Street. you magazine she's she's probably fucking still dining out on that now oh yeah it's in it's actually and in rightly so bio. 
But in that, within <laughs> yeah. that five minute window, I don't know how it came up in conversation, but this friend of mine said that she really liked her arms. and I just could not get over it. I remember going back to college, back into the arts building. And I was just like, I can't get over how confident she is. She's just after telling the stranger on the street that she likes her own arms. Friend of mine, I, I, I said this because, too. Yeah. He was like, but she look. Well, he, the friend of mine, I said this too. He was like, well, you know why I think that is. So she's from she's from Belfast. I think it's like they just have a com- certain confidence up there. They and do, like, really? and they're definitely like more glamorous. Do they like yeah. their own arms? But oh, well, definitely more glamorous for sure. Like they're not walking yeah. like raptors at weddings. Whereas us down here in the south, we're forcing those feet, our troll feet our hooves into shoes walking around we're like by the time we hit the Prosecco reception we're like T-Rexes about the place so definitely I think um in Northern Ireland they're better at the glam yes oh a hundred percent hundred percent there's just less Catholic guilt up there that's what's going on there yeah. It's like in Dairy Girls where they when they do that thing of you remember they do the differences between Catholics and Protestants and they're trying to find the similarities and they're just shouting up, Catholics have more freckles. <laughs> <laughs> and we do, we do have more freckles for sure. It's just the way it is. But, and um, Frank got Frank got a new mic and he told me the reason he went for the more expensive mic was that you can have four people on the mic at any one time. I was like, Fred, where like when are we gonna actually be around four people? In I think you need to get I know the, the wedding is happening in December, but I think you need to fast track this because it sounds as if Fred is planning for you guys to be in a pl- polygamous relationship or something what else could be fucking going on there do you think that's what's happening here I think that is what's happening I mean the signs are there I thought he was going to go off with Katia who's Katia is that not his his girl that he meets uh the dancer and he him and this Polish one do do the the big spread oh yeah I had for well Junia was his dance partner in Dancing with the Stars yeah but you remember oh Katia yes I forgot about Katia yeah speaking of glam yeah and remember remember Ted was going to be in the dungarees and dressed up like Ed Sheeran he's so cute at the moment Ted we're calling him Tedrick um, oh, that's nice. Yeah, which is he's just so doughty. I'm just so obsessed with him. He's just oh my little squidge. I love him so much. Anyway, come here, right? People who can't afford the Patreon. We have Grace, we have Vanna, we have Rachel, we have Viva, we have Fabiana, we have Claire, we have Rafa. Just a reminder, guys, that on the 28th of May, we have a special Q&A with Sophie White. We're doing for our book club. It's going to be Zoom Live and we're doing Corpsing by so uh, by Sophie White. So you still have a couple of weeks to get the book, join up, all the rest. It's great show crack. We do it once a month. So do get involved. Thank you so much for listening to Up to 90. I've been Julie J. I've been uh, Emma Doran. I could sense you were going to say something else there. I've been, but you stopped yourself. I did. And I do that most times because I think of, I, I begin to start to think of something clever to call myself. Like, I don't know, Vianetta or something. Vianetta Doran. But it's just, um, 
yeah, then I just decide now it's not funny and I just say my own name. So that's it. Good girl. Big love. All right. God bless patrons. Love you as always. And the other people, I'm fond of you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.